Resurrect the Republic, Truth Radio Broadcast, on RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. This is Chris Switzer, a.k.a. the Freedom Ministry, co-host of RTR Truth Media. And I'm here with our co-host, Rachel D. Tobias, uh, still on Twitter. Rachel D. Tobias on Twitter as well, follower. And uh, I hope everybody had a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate, whatever you're doing out there. As long as you're free, it's cool by me. How are you doing, Rachel? Hey, I'm doing better after the holidays. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I think I uh, had a much needed, you know, just doing nothing. Um, just kind of hanging out with family, not worrying about, you know, work or politics or anything like that. And just kind of recharging the batteries. And I don't know. Feels good, though, for sure. Having some normal. Exactly, whatever whatever that may be. Not the uh, not the normalcy that they're trying to promote on television, that's for sure. Yeah, I had fun um, you know, spending time with family and relaxing a bit and trying not to be on social media too much. Just checking mm. on the news occasionally. I feel like every day I still need yeah, to I think, make um, sure everything I is there. Getting banned <laughs> from Twitter helped, helped me in that, in that sense. Oh. <laughs> you got banned? Yeah. Oh, when was this, and for what? Yep, um, I was banned uh, a little over a week ago, and then I tried to create another account and realized that you know Twitter actually upped the ante and uh, banned you based on you know your IP address, and they went a little mm. further. YouTube even went. If you want me to post things for you, just let me know. <laughs> I appreciate. You know, it. like I can always yeah. put an asterisk saying like. Chris, this is, you know, from Chris or whatever, but you can always send me links and I'll, I'll retweet things, uh, repost things. Yep. Yeah, that's no problem. No biggie. Um, I, I'll probably get a, a, a good, a decent VPN and, um, you mm-hmm. know, maybe get another Twitter account. I'm not sure. Yeah, so at least my spirits are a little bit brighter. And um, so I saw my boyfriend's family for Christmas. And in terms of my own family, I had uh, like a Zoom meeting with them or whatever. Hanukkah's over and they're not necessarily socializing, uh, you know, quite up to speed yet. So that's where things are at. Yeah. On my side of the family, there tends to be a lot of older people and they're still, you know, anxious about corona and me sitting down and trying to have a conversation with them about why they shouldn't be is still difficult uh yeah i mean it it really is insane when you think about it because um the pcr is supposed to be touted as this test and it's not even a test and then we have these vaccinations that are supposed to be medicine that aren't even medicine so we're being lied to on you know, all fronts here in regards yeah. to this COVID-19 nonsense. Yeah, 
of course, there's issues on every level. And if you hear a blasphemer, if you ask questions about any level of this, something that I've mentioned before is these coronavirus vaccines in particular are immune to any kind of vaccine court or any kind of liability damages. Mm. So say someone does want to go exactly. take them because because right. they were producing I mean, their emergency. You know, it's like me making a yeah. meal for you. And if I, you know, if I poison the meal and you die, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I'm not liable. Right. I'm not necessarily anti-vaccine. And let's say I were to, you know, not be as skeptical and take an objective stance. And let's say I wanted to take the coronavirus vaccines, at least one of them, which I don't. But, you know, not having any kind of recourse if something goes wrong would certainly make me hesitant because you're taking on all the risk and responsibility. (laughs) And if something goes wrong, again, you have injury or something, you're out of luck. That's it for you. So. That's certainly yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, not to switch gears too much, but it, it kind of was thrown into the headlines um, lately. We have the Nashville uh, explosion, mm-hmm. RV, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a little dramatic event. Um, so much so that the mayor even kind of like laughed about it on, on air. I don't know if you saw the, the mayor. I heard about that. I didn't see it. It sounds like a Robbie Parker moment. Please excuse me because I don't know too many details about it other than what I've seen, you know, from people's Twitter feeds, whatever. The circumstances surrounding it do sound incredibly sketchy. (laughs) Um, I do want there to be more information to come out. Was this like some kind of AT&T area that hosted some kind of NSA database or something? You know, this doesn't sound like an event that was meant to really hurt particular people. Like, this yeah. doesn't sound like something that's supposed to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this so. sounds really, really sketch. I wouldn't take false flag off the table, but I would still want more details about it. Yeah, me too. Um, they have some eerie audio, alleged audio of the, mm-hmm. uh, the RV, supposedly the message, if you listen to what's available, it says, you know... Uh, Basically, if you can hear this, evacuate, you know, this creepy kind of message. And then somebody got the idea to play backwards and play backwards. It sounds like it says, have a Merry Christmas, y'all. Like, it's just very weird. Yeah. So, again, I just don't know enough details. But like I said, it doesn't sound like someone that was trying to kill a bunch of people. It's more of destroy a particular (laughs) area. And there's people on Twitter saying, is this associated with the Dominion voting machines? I don't know. Um but sounds sketchy. <laughs> sounds very cool in the dark. In my opinion, that's just my yeah. speculation. Yeah, it's absolutely sketchy. Um, and anything that kind of makes the the news like it like that, um, I, I typically you know look at with a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, People are pointing out like that where, yeah, where the bomb was located was different than when it was originally said it was located. Right. Exactly. Yeah, how did the explosion take out their network? Um, so the producer, it didn't hurt the building, no crater, the communication antennas were on the roof. Yeah, there's so many sketchy sketchy aspects to this. Yeah, um, and before uh, they blame it on a white supremacist or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really actually a little surprised that there isn't any racism brought into it. Right. Uh, like, Right. You throw a swastika on there somewhere, or you know, or something. 
you know, a Confederate flag <laughs> or something that yeah. New York determines to be a hate symbol. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, which reminds me, they removed uh, General um, uh, Robert E. Lee. They mm-hmm. removed that statue from the, the Capitol. So it's it's just more erasing history, you know, regardless of what you think of the man or, um, you know, his his legend or his, his historical truth. Um, it's a part of American history. Um, and, you know, I, I just don't really see the the need to remove these statues. All it's doing is just erasing history, essentially. They just want to blame Canvas, you know, for their new Bolshevik 2.0, new, new normal, you know, whatever the heck they're rolling out. Um, and it's just, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. And I do, if you want to get a link later about that mayor laughing, that also sounds really sketch. Yeah, he's he looks very not nervous, but there's just a weird look to him when he's when he's talking, almost like he knows more than he's saying. Like he he's, know, yeah, oh, like it's not yeah. a surprise. Exactly, he's not shocked at all. Uh, but but he's also not you know nervous or scared for the popular, you know, the his populace, uh, the community at large. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any fears essentially, and he made that very clear in his uh, interview. He kind of laughed it off, so that was a little weird. Like, uh, for example, in, after 9-11, it would be akin to, not that this is 9-11 scale at all, because it isn't, um, but it would be akin to Giuliani, you know, getting on the, uh, and being interviewed. He's like, oh, don't worry about it, New Yorkers, you know, go shopping, you know. <laughs> it, it was sort of like that kind of interview, but um, obviously. Okay. Okay, well, that's interesting in and of itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, what do you know? Uh oh. <laughs> you know what? That would, if that's true, that would remind me so much of the Comet Pizza shooting, right? Where allegedly this actor came in and shot up the server. <laughs> exactly. You remember it's, that? It's like, yeah, look over here while we do this, and we're going to go do this. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely the, the classic, you know, bait and hook. Um, yeah, I, I need to research it a lot more um, and figure out exactly what's connected and how. But uh, it, it's it's very sketchy. And again, it doesn't seem like a mass casualty event. It's, it's just a, you know, cover, cover up uh, to, to do something else, maybe remove voting machines, you know. That would be very possible. Or even if, let's say there weren't voting machines in there at all, it just adds to the general narrative of the whole fighting over the election thing and you know people scheming and trying to rig things and moving evidence. And it adds to the general drama. I'm not saying that that isn't true, but it kind of adds yeah. to the, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. It's just more fuel to the fire, for sure. And, you know, both sides, you know, thinking that they have it blocked, essentially. You know, oh, just wait for this. Oh, no, this is going to happen. Uh, I really have no clue what's going to happen, so I'll be the first to say that. <laughs> it's been just kind of crazy to me what they've done so far. 
Yeah. But um, I, and like I said, this still ties into, I think a lot of drama is still going to go down by January 6th. I still don't think this is going to be just a clean election with Biden getting installed. And, no. So we'll see. Yeah, all the, the voting fraud that has been, you know, legitimately witnessed um, on top of, you know, the rest of it. Yeah, it's, we haven't seen the last of it, for sure. There's, there's plenty to happen uh, during the next, you know, umpteenth uh, 24-hour news cycles that we have left. <laughs> for sure. They're going to keep at it. Absolutely. While, uh, you know, while they destroy the country like they have done for decades and decades and decades. Um, it's just more communism, more Bolshevism, more Marxism, and they want to package it as, you know, the new normal, what's good for the common man. Yeah. Just have everything else that's not working for this, you know, so long. So here, let's do this. Well, this is what we've been doing. Just pushing that. And I'm sure you're aware that to keep the whole COVID story going, we're hearing about multiple, you know, strains or mutated strains either coming out of, you know, the UK or other places to try to keep this never ending pandemic going. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just the way it has to be. It didn't work out as well as they wanted it to back in 2008 with the swine flu. So, you know, here we go. That was uh, packaged in with the, the economic, you know, downturn at the time, if you recall, the bank bailouts, et cetera, the economy, you know, dropping through the floor, the housing market. Um, it's, it's look, look again, it's, it's in lockstep with the economy, obviously. So this was a planned, you know, epidemic, if you will, a pandemic, a scamdemic of global proportions. And, you know, uh, there was the $940 billion bribe from the World Bank um, to uh, what's that country? Belarus. Um, not not that Belarus is a great place, but uh, you know they he came out and said, "Look, you know, <laughs> I was bribed nine hundred and forty dollars to lock down the country, according to the World Health Organization, with money from the World Bank." And that's exactly how the World Bank operates. So it's not surprising or shocking, but um, this is what's going on, you know. And how many countries take the money? Obviously. Yeah, and Chris, you can clearly see that right-left paradigm at play when it comes to the coronavirus stimulus bill, because obviously I'm glad that Trump, you know, vetoed it because it had so much pork in it. It had millions of dollars to Israel. It had millions of dollars to, like, Pakistan. All these other countries, ridiculous stuff in it, where the American people are getting so little. And so I'm glad it was vetoed. And it's kind of fun to watch like the mainstream talk about how evil Trump is for vetoing it. And you can tell that the narrative is, oh, look, your president doesn't care about you because he won't even give you the $600. He knows people need this so bad, but he's vetoing it. It's just they treat us like we're stupid. And clearly, yeah, clearly you can see that right-left paradigm. It's like both of those groups are evil. Whether or not one wants to give you more than the other where is that money coming from? It's coming from future generations' debt. You know, mm-hmm. people that don't even exist. <laughs> it's how bad <laughs> exactly. like, things are. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole debt-based economy that they want to prop up. And, you know, that, that's what they live for. Uh, without that, you know, the, the whole illusion just goes away. People would have to work and earn their money. Um, everybody would have to do that. There'd be no speculative um, you know, vultures like there are today. Um, 
the whole system is in favor of them, you know, and the banking industry, the speculatory vultures, and all that stuff. Um, without it, you know, this, this system will not apply, it will not work. Without you and I, you know, they need the mass slave class at the bottom. Um, without it, you know, they, they don't, who are they going to, you know, pick from? <laughs> so it's, you know, you got to start voting with your wallet, in other words, you know, your conscience, as well as your, your vote, but uh, more so your, your wallet than anything else. It's really going to affect things here, here in America. And uh, Christmas, actually, is a good time to, you know, bring that stuff up. It's, it's just consumers, you know. Millions of people, obviously, you know, paid millions of dollars um, to these corporations. Walmart's a big one, you know, who obviously are lockstep with the government as they've proven over the years. And hey, I don't think they really care about you and I. You know, like like the presidents, like the politics. It's it's all pretty much corporatism today, and uh, the corporatocracy around us. Too, so. Um, it reminds me of Continuum, that show that shows them going into the future and then back into the past, back into the future, and show how 20, whatever, 70, we have a corporate Congress, you know, it's totally taken over by the corporations. Um, not so far fetched. You know, that's the way it is today. They just don't come out and show you on, on face value. Did you stay around locally for the holidays, Rachel? She's muted. How dare she? How dare she mute this? Yeah. No, I I just noticed it myself. Uh, what to say? What to say? Um, the stimulus package. Yeah, sorry about that. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Now. Yeah. No, I was just asking if you were sta- if you stayed local or, or whatnot. I did. I think. Yeah, sorry, sometimes I mute myself while you're talking so that I don't interrupt or add background noise. Um, I did stay local, and I'm I'm not conceding in any sense, but I'm glad that I did a lot of international travel within the past few years because I think that's something that's going to get incredibly hard. Like, even Cuomo was asking Delta Airlines to ask passengers from the UK to prove their negative COVID status before coming to JFK Airport. Um, I think that obviously this is something we've been talking about that the airlines and any sort of um, travel agency is going to require more and more proof, right? Closer and closer to a mandate of showing, yeah. you know, your, your, the, uh, your status. Yeah, and I saw recently um, oh, we'll talk about when we get back from the break. Yep, stay tuned and hear more about it. Be right back. This is the most transparent administration in history. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. 
The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Sounds to rest my ears. Not a word I heard 
This is, of course, RTR Truth Media every Sunday between 1 and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on RBN. And I am your co-host, Chris Switzer, a.k.a. The Freedom Ministry. You can check me out on bitshoot.com slash The Freedom Ministry. And our co-host is has joined me today, Rachel D. Tobias. You can follow her on Twitter, Rachel D. Tobias. Um, we were talking right before the break about um, the free market not really being such a free market after all. Yeah, we're not seeing late-stage capitalism. We're seeing crony corporations align with government to create these large monopolies that are taking out their competition. And I was mentioning before the break, um, the certain services like Greyhound Bus that has been severely affected by the government restrictions on travel and, and also just on less people going out. They've lost 60% of their revenue. And it just, you know... Greyhound buses and other bus services are some of the best options for people that don't really have a lot of means to be able to fly that often. I've used it personally, Greyhound, to go to Indianapolis or DC or Chicago or other places. And while the trip can be certainly long and take a while, I mean, at least it's there, right? But I'm worried about things like that being eventually phased out and people being, you know, funneled into trains or something that's a little bit more restrictive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was also a, a company, I forget the, the company name, but I, I posted a video about it about a week ago, I'd like to say. And it's a robot taxi type mobile, like it's an autonomous mm. car. Um, mm-hmm. And it's completely autonomous. It has, you know, little cameras slash video um, things on the top on all four sides. Um, it can, you know, kind of see around and be self-aware, I guess. It's, it's AI, essentially. Um, and that's what they're trying to roll out is the new, you know, taxi. So let's get rid of the human, you know, out of every industry, essentially, and make everything artificial intelligence, and robotics. It's transhumanism. You know, that's where they're moving to. Yeah. And uh, I'm just thinking of the trajectory in general of the taxis where it costs people, especially in New York City, so much money, like millions of dollars, to be able to get a hold of a medallion, which was a state-regulated, mm-hmm. you know, um, basically permission saying you can officially use your taxi and then i'm thinking about uber and all the regulations that come from that and the shift over to these autonomous taxis i mean i feel like no movie describes it better really than than minority report (laughs) yeah i mean yeah yeah. for sure no it absolutely is um, that more than just the the vehicles, but yeah, it's it's very you know the the imagery is very blatant in Minority Report with the vehicles, autonomous you know flying vehicles, whether they're flying or not is you know no matter. Mm-hmm. Um, just the autonomy of it, um, and the way that they uh, push it on the, the public, and that it's the status quo, it's the common mode of conveyance, it's how you travel, um, and geez, you know the the Minority Report, the actual basis of the the movie. I mean that's coming. To light as well um mm-hmm. where you know pre-crime um crime before crime you know is actually now becoming a reality in america with the covid stuff um you know hey you're sick right. you're gonna get other people sick you know and they don't even know you're sick but you haven't gotten the shot or the test or right. whatever it is it, it's and i wild. think about That's how important how in poor taste it is for the movie songbird about that dystopian future where people are put into quarantine camps for being sick and they have these risk monitors like what in poor taste it is 
for that movie to come sure. out now in the middle of everything. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they know what they're Of course, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry you Very got important. banned on Twitter. I don't know if you can, <laughs> you know, look at Twitter anonymously or whatever, but um, I follow the World Economic Forum in their posts, mm-hmm. and they're constantly just... <laughs> they say what they want to do. That's probably the number one, I think, Twitter feed that where they talk about the Great Reset and everything that they're planning on doing. They mentioned how, you know, oh, isn't it a crisis that all these people don't have a digital ID and we're going to resolve that? <laughs> That's like exactly. They talk about. Yeah. Yeah. How are we going to know if somebody's taking the, the shot, right? Or the test. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners know, but all the BuzzFeed's words, sustainability, equity, fairness, social justice, you know, everything to our business. Absolutely. It's all for you, though. It's for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break, guys. Stay with us. Welcome to the place of the lamps hypocrisy. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite has proven time and again it really works. Here's a testimonial from Amazon.com. I am only 40, but I have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years. I recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart. I had a full cardio stress done, which I passed. I decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head. Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful, loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. 
TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Please view, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stop Terrorism. Please contact us if you or anyone you know who wants to be on our show at thetruthpharmacy at gmail.com. Keep it real. Take the red pill. Thank you for listening to RTR Truth Media every Sunday on RBN. Again, if you're just tuning in, my name's Chris Switzer, the Freedom Ministry. I'm joined by our co-host, Rachel D. Tobias. Right before the break, we were talking about the World Economic Forum. Um, she had brought up, I don't know if it was off air, Professor Schwab. You know, he's writing books about this. These people are just being lauded as, you know, these demigods of genius when it comes to pandemics, when they created the pandemic, after all. Um, I, I had brought up the Davos agenda, okay? And the Davos agenda is something that the World Economic Forum thought of um, a long time ago, actually. And they planned it back as early as June 3rd, 2020. I'm reading now from globalresearch.ca. It says, June 3rd, 2020, as a consequence of the global health crisis, the World Economic Forum in Geneva announced a unique twin summit for January 2021, that's, you know, this upcoming month, in Davos, Switzerland. The theme should be, drumroll please, the Great Reset. The World Economic Forum defines the Great Reset as a commitment to jointly and urgently create the foundations of our economic and social system for a fairer, more sustainable and resilient future. World leaders from government, business, and civil society will be invited. In a dialogue conducted by the younger generation, they are to be virtually linked with stakeholders worldwide. These are individuals and interest groups with a network in 400 cities around the world who have a legitimate interest in the course and outcome of the summit. All announcements sound promising, and they promise, and they promise a bright future. Uh, the press release continues. The announcement of the great new start 
was made by HRH, the Prince of Wales, and Professor Schwab during a virtual meeting, followed by statements by UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres and IMF Executive Director Kristalina Georgieva. In addition to the great promises, there are also euphonious names. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva already wrote a statement to the World Economic Forum on the day of the summit announcement. My thanks to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, and to Professor Schwab for bringing us together. She goes on to write, From the perspective of the IMF, we have seen a massive injection of fiscal stimulus to help countries deal with this crisis and to shift gears for growth to return. It is of paramount importance that this growth should lead to a greener, smarter, fairer world in the future. And that is what they have announced for the Davos Agenda. And if you go over to the actual World Economic Forum website, or weforum.org slash events slash the Davos Agenda 2021, you can actually look at this thing. They have It's so important to them that they actually put a little calendar clock at the top of the website so you can see to the second when this thing is going to launch. Okay, and it's going to launch on January 25th, 2021, which is 28 days, 13 hours, 22 minutes, and 26 seconds away. <laughs> so they, they mean business. Uh, the Davos agenda is a pioneering, you know, mobilization of global leaders, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm sure you have something to say, Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that because you couldn't have fit any more of those call me BuzzFeed words into one description. <laughs> As I mentioned, <laughs> sustainability, great reset, build back better, green energy, equity, fairness, social justice, like, oh my goodness. It was loaded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can tell what they're trying to do is involve the youth and get them to be a part of this, because we know that a lot of the people pulling the strings, I mean, are are older. You know, people like Henry Kissinger, I don't know how much longer they're really going to be around, honestly, just due to age alone. Um, So I think that, yeah, they need to brainwash the younger generations to really keep this scheme going. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. I just want to read a, a little blurb here from the actual Davos Agenda 2021, their little website here promoting it. It says, the COVID-19 pandemic has demonstrated that no institution or individual alone can address the economic, environmental, social, and technological challenges of our complex interdependent world. The pandemic has accelerated systemic changes that were apparent before its inception. The fault lines that emerged in 2020 now appear as critical crossroads in 2021. The time to rebuild trust and to make crucial choices is fast approaching as the need to reset priorities, reset priorities, and the urgency to reform systems grow stronger around the world. So they just keep throwing in the buzzwords, um, you know, reset, reset, be reborn, renew, um, the new normal. You know, uh, let's let's grow greener. Let's be fairer. Let's be better. <laughs> uh, it's a load of baloney. Yeah. Really yeah. And that's exactly how they operate. They take an element of truth. Sustainability is a real issue. You know, resources mm-hmm. and trying to create abundance is a real 
issue, but they take a real issue and they give us their false resolutions that are always used to shadow their reinstallation and reinforcement of power. And, you know, what do you tell a youthful generation that's lost everything pretty much where the dollar, you know, isn't valued that much and they can't just go work and own a home right away and less people are having children and less people are invested in the future. What do you tell people that are despondent that just want to take to the street and fight for Antifa because they don't have anything? You tell them, oh, hey, good news. You can be a part of this, you know, great restructuring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's $20 in a bus pass. Oh, wait, the buses are no longer running. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. For sure. It sounds too good to be true. It probably is. And if a bunch of very, you know, wealthy investors want to come help you out, (laughs) or just your, out of the kindness of their heart for your benefit, I mean, it warrants kind of looking at them. Yeah. Without you having any solid plan to do anything constructive or good, yeah, we're just going to throw money at you and tell you to do things, and it's going to be all all great. It's going to work out. So the best source of freedom is going to be local, you know, pockets of people who believe in their rights of self-defense and growing their own food and things like that. I mean, I've, you know, been to several anarchist festivals. I've kept in touch with people, people that own land and things like that. Um, And I think that's, you know, I haven't invested in Bitcoin. Am I a little suspicious of Bitcoin? Absolutely. Something that was autonomous that came out of nowhere. I mean... Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, the financial house is burning. What are the alternatives mm-hmm. other than just only precious metals? So hedge your bets. But sure. um, <laughs> yeah, so it's really just grassroots localization and trying to create these agorist outside the system networks. I'm happy, again, I've mentioned before that people are suing, you know, New York State or suing, but the court system it's not really going to be the avenue for resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see much justice happening in the judicial system. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really don't. Um, And it's it's truly, yeah. And it truly is a culture war because it's not just government. It's also mainstream media. It's sports. It's every avenue of society that they've built to be able to control. And I'm not saying, Oh, if you participate in a sport, you're a part of it. It's not that it's just more of, the institutions of these things, right? Like the Vatican, it's it's the large institutions that claim to represent every aspect of our culture that are part of the problem. Yeah. And that's why I can't take the libertar- like Libertarian Party seriously because they never really address the culture war and they keep talking about reforming the system from the inside out. But how do you reform a system you can't trust? How do you make a contract with a system that's going to backstab you? <laughs> so... Right, that's going to throw you overboard yeah. before you even join the the ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even and it does work board. in some. I I will give credit in some instances. It does work, like in New Hampshire, where there is more freedom than other places, where you know people do have more representation or whatever. But it's an incredibly difficult thing to do, and it frustrates me to no end because there's a bunch of false flags and hoaxes and things on the table the system can do to take a person that. As a straw man, you know, whether it's a white supremacist, allegedly, or anyone that that talks about 5G or what the system would think represents dissent. 
they could easily just throw that around to try to make everyone look bad, right? It <laughs> looked like the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we're dealing with this multifaceted deception that doesn't involve only government, but all of these other branches and facets to it. There's this uh, essay by, I think his name is Moldbug, and it's called The Cathedral. Mm-hmm. And he talks about these multi-branches that, you know, control society, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very true what you say. You know, um, I don't think that we're going to have this national level, you know, freedom, you know, like like you want. I mean, that'd be great. But it's it's really got to start locally um, with local communities and, you know, people around you. If you can't be friendly with your own neighbor and actually have some type of cohesive community around you, then how do you expect it to happen? you know, on a, on a larger level. And that, that's pretty much why everything is just the way you see it today. Um, they want you to be divided amongst all the people and thinking that, you know, that's just the way it is. That's the way it, it always has been when it's not, um, erasing history. So we don't look back at history and learn from it is another one of their, um, you know, one of their expertise. Um, they, they write the books, you know, who, who writes history, the winners, right? So if they go in there, genocide of people, take over, and then prop up this you know puppet government system in place of it, 30 years down the road, they're going to write history books about it, and it's not going to be correct. You know, It's going to be what they want the new generations to believe. Well, you think that yeah. can't happen or doesn't happen in America? <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, I'm happy. You know, there's people like Tina Forty, who I still follow, who's a big Trump fan, and I'm happy she talks about creating a patriot party a real you know kind of party leading another party and and like i'm happy about the enthusiasm behind it i just want more trump supporters to stop thinking about things in terms of parties that's all i mean and say hey that passion you have for trump this enthusiasm and the grievances you have with the system reunite you know unite amongst each other but don't look to the system or Trump for answers. You can do this on your own. You don't need the system to be able to get together. And all the energy it takes to put together a march, you can just have meetups and do things on your own that doesn't have to be funneled into supporting an aspect of the system, even if you think you can take it over. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, they have to drop the messianic worship of the man. You know, he's uh, what has he done for us the last four years? Um, I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a guy, you know, it's a guy who's beholden to other guys um, who you probably know nothing about um, who bailed him out in the nineties in Atlantic city, you know, and if you look into that stuff, you know, who's, who's owns Trump, you understand what happens. You understand the nepotism and why he put Wilbur Ross as the commerce secretary in his administration. That is a Rothschild banking agent who helped facilitate his survival in the 90s when he was going bankrupt that's what happened so if you think that he is his own man i'm sorry you just do not know real history but yes i too like rachel would love to see these trump supporters actually wake up and see that it's not about the party it's not about the person it's about principles you know it's about freedom it's about the continuity of people surviving, not the continuity of government. And when I talk about freedom, by the way, there's two aspects to that, because there's just freedom without, you know, just not having government interference, which is just negative rights. 
which is the idea that mm. you get to just exist. You're not entitled to anything. You're not entitled to services or resources, but you get to at least be, you know, stop being messed with. And then the second aspect yeah. of that is the self-responsibility and learning how to do things on our own. Because, you know, even if the government exists, I'm not trying to be preachy here, but there is an issue even with so-called freedom and liberty movements where they have it half correct and then they have a bunch of vices and they have a lot of issues and other things that they need to work on. So I'm not trying to shame anyone here. I've got my own issues, but freedom is only half of the battle. The other half of it is trying to restructure your life in this moral way that is aligned with objective reality, which I know can be incredibly difficult considering everything that we've just been through. So mm. it's it's freedom to give you the option and at least the possibility of doing the right things, if that makes any sense. And I think what's so hard is freedom is a really, really hard sell because people are are sort of they they're you know they have self-interest and they're motivated by incentives and right now the state provides the most incentives it has the most resources and the most power and the most leverage and the most influence it just does mm. i'm not saying that it should be that way but it's hard to sell people on freedom because you're telling people good news you know instead of giving freebies in exchange for your rights you're gonna have to work for the things that you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're so right not everybody's gonna want it yeah yeah you know you, you yeah you can't always convince people to do the right thing on doing the right thing alone because the right thing is oftentimes very impractical especially with this society we have that rewards bad behavior right like it's yes. it's kind of like swimming against the current and it's hard but it's the better for the long term right mm-hmm yeah, it's yeah. going to be, you know, it's going to get harder before it gets better. But you have to look at the long term rewards and even short term rewards, you know, from doing the right thing um, and, and not necessarily going with the flow just to get along because it is literally killing you. It's killing us. It's killing society. Yeah. It's harming our bodies. You know, it's just been, that's disease. You know, what, what what is the word disease? Dis-ease. You know, no harm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's how I look at that. So. Okay. We will be right back after the break. We got one more break. Stay with us. Let me tell you how it's going to work, kids. You work hard like your parents both did. Everything you earn by breaking your backs. We're going to redistribute when we make our big tax. Hey, sit back down. Don't be a jerk. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an Energy Planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. This is the most transparent administration in history. We are back. Thank you for listening to RTR Truth Media every Sunday. I'm going to skip with the rest and get right into it. We don't have too much time left. Um, Any parting thoughts or anything you want to talk about, Rachel? Yes. I like angry mattress guy ad. I think that's a little tiring. He's got mattresses to sell and no time to waste. I like it. That's right. That's funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've got some parting things. There's a podcast I really like to plug if that's acceptable. It's called Our Interesting Times Podcast with Tim Kelly. Really, 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 really good because I like a good podcast that will talk about the politics of race and sort of like groups being pitted against each other and talk about Mm. you know like obviously not all jews but but bring up these different factions because that's such an element to what is going on that's super important and doesn't need to be left out right Mm -hmm. so i enjoy that um i enjoy tim dylan's podcast quite a bit he's one of the few based comedians so to speak that i really like that mm-hmm. hasn't kind of bent the knee for the establishment and just kind of cucked out if i'm allowed to say that word you know absolutely like people <laughs> like you know um 
it's uh what's his name colbert like i can't stand it anymore i used to like the yeah. late show or whatever like i can't take i can't watch snl anymore i can't and i haven't for a few years no. now yeah any sort of like mainstream comedians i generally i just can't um because they fall yeah, over Biden the and comedy choice. central that i oh, that i yeah. love from you know early 2000s is just totally gone you know, that's, I'm gonna that's start watching more. movies from the 50s. <laughs> the only thing that's gonna right. make sense. <laughs> it's so true. You watch uh, even TV from like the 90s, uh, even mm-hmm. the early 2000s. I'm not kidding. Um, they're they're just you can see how much they've totally ramped up uh, the inversion of reality over the past you know 15 20 years. It's it's incredible uh, what they've yeah. done for these younger generations. You know, boy. Oh yeah. And I never try to be negative on this show when I talk about the system and the structure of it. I'm just trying to ride that point, you know, push that point where if the lockdowns end, we still have track and trace. We still have these other insidious financial system. And it's this giant, mm-hmm. you know, beast, really. It's a beast system that's operating. And it's like a hydra where you just cut one head and there's other things that need to be addressed. So I'm happy that at least with this network and with this show we can talk about those things that are missing on other shows or we can talk about how things connect mm-hmm. to each other you know and not just sort of address the news piecemeal like as if we're playing tennis and just simply responding to things <laughs> you know yeah I, back to you rachel oh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. just talking about the news yeah it's it's so true though it's yeah. so true so you know it seems dumb but a lot of this whole pandemic response has made me realize how important a support network is how important family is just those really basic basic things back to basics absolutely thanks for listening guys uh rachel and i appreciate it thanks for being there rachel all right join us next week god bless you guys Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.